Hello and welcome to the second part of the 24th episode of the third season of the Plebs on Footy podcast. I'm your host, Rory O'Kane. As always, I'm joined by Scott Fotheringham. What a tongue twister that was, man. Yeah, yeah it's good to see up. you again. Yeah, yeah, it's been a sad 30 seconds not talking about footy, but gee, we just have so much to say, don't we? Yeah, yeah look. Our brains are just full of... As I said Analysis. in the as I said in the outro of the last one, uh, when we don't know what we're going to talk about, we tend to waffle, and that certainly <laughs> happens. So uh, bear with us, and we're going to finish up our reviews of the teams. We're starting with Adelaide, same structure as the last pod. Or if you didn't listen to it because you only care about one of the four teams coming up and didn't want to listen to the rest of it, it as as follows: We're rating their list, their coaching, their future, and how they perform to expectations. So uh, take us away, Scotty. Well, who are we talking about? Adelaide. <laughs> I did say that. Did you? Okay, well, I don't listen to you. Uh, Adelaide. Are it's we a healthy so, start to this pod. <laughs> so their list, I'm giving them a 9 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, Adelaide are a funny one because everything's actually pretty, pretty Yeah, We odd. had to add in a new category for them. Yeah. The performance relative to expectations was added in for them because they were just coming out too good. I think I've said this for a long time. I think the only real shortfall that they have in their list is I think their midfield could be a little bit deeper. And it's funny yeah. enough, this year I thought bringing in Bryce Gibbs would be the difference. And they I just thought, made, whoa, they're going to be They impressive. missed so many through injuries, so they didn't really yeah. get it. We never saw it because they missed Brad Crouch missed entire year. We never saw what their incomplete midfield was like. I gave them an 8 out of 10. It yeah. is a stunningly good list. It is still probably the is it the best list in the competition when you they look at it? Right Either them there. or GWS and Richmond you got to give in the conversation well, because we, of how they're performing. But we, we talked enough last year about how good a fit forward line is for them. Yeah. Like, well, they've got, you know, Tex and Jenkins. Yeah. and I Tex performed a shocking going, year. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, when they're all fit and they're firing, like, that is an unbelievable forward line. Mm. Obviously, that overrated player, Eddie Betts, as well. He, he's all right. <laughs> Um, and you are then, such a miser. Uh, and their backline, although I say Rory Laird's overrated, like their backline's good in the sense that they all just they all know their role. Like, yeah, Talia is very very reliable. Laird, he's, he's a good. They do player. get plenty of drive off halfback. Laird is more controlled than really being a driver, but yeah. Atkins is really strong in that area. Uh, Seedsman when, when he yeah Seedsman when he pushes back as well, yeah. and Miller has been a revelation back there in yep. the second half of the year. So there's not much they do wrong. Yeah. Jacobs has fallen off a little bit. Yeah, he had a disappointing year. But yeah. that could be... He could bounce back. Like I, I'm not ready to write him off. So the list is just so rock like, solid. If you were going to bring something into Adelaide, what would it be? It'd probably just be an yeah, extra just, midfielder. Yeah, another superstar midfielder yeah. because every team would get better by yeah, adding an extra there's, midfielder. There's really no obvious holes. So from a list perspective, like they should be very, very good. Yeah. Uh, for coaching, I had them as a five. Yeah, I, I did the same. It's, I still think their game plan's really good, yeah. but all the culture stuff is just... Yeah. It was a shocking yeah, year from that front. I think... I think like Don Pike. I think he's a very, very clever coach. I mm. think he was it was very underrated what he did that previous year. It was, it was incredible the way that he got them playing. That was and so their game efficient. plan is stunning. Like yeah. efficient, direct. They like uh, Richmond in a lot of ways mm. um, in how quickly they moved the ball forward. I think it was more polished, and Richmond Probably, really yeah. come with a really frenetic yeah. energy. Whereas Adelaide, Adelaide could get smashed in the inside fifties, could get smashed in the contested ball. And still move the ball so fluently from half back that they could win yeah. that game. And that that that's not a string any other side has to their bow. But I think he's a weird dude, is yeah. the impression I'm getting with Don Pike. And I think that he put a lot of people offside. So that's probably In all, So you have to be somewhat critical because yeah. he's probably a major reason why they've struggled. In he's all, not the only one. No. But, 
in all honesty, he will one day get sacked. I'm not saying it'll be soon or anything. Someone should offer him a lot of money to be an assistant coach. He would be a fan. You know how they always say, does that guy have the tactical acumen? Does yeah, he need yeah, a tactical yeah, yeah. genius in? Don Pike is the guy yeah. you'd bring okay. in to be that guy if you actually had concerns. Like some team is going to do a Richmond by employing him and getting that, rebuilding their coach's box and rebuilding their game plan. And he's going to be a large part of that. He is an excellent tactical coach, but he, yeah. If he's able to learn from his mistakes, I'll yeah. be right, that'll be right back up there. We'll yeah, right and from all there. reports, he's gone a long way to mending the relationships with his players by flatly apologising, which he may have needed to do. So I, I do see them being better next year. Yep. Uh, that's why for their future, I've given them an eight. And as I said, I'm not giving anyone who missed the eight higher than uh, an eight. Yeah, but this it's is just, future. We're not talking yeah, about this year. Yeah, but I've... it was just a general rule that I established okay. for myself. Because, like, do you see them winning the flag next year? I think they could. Yeah. Yeah, I've, give, I've given them a nine. I don't want to give anyone a ten, to be honest. But yeah. I, I don't think you could give them much lower than that because I think they are a live chance to win the premiership Yeah, next true. Year. And they're not old either. It's not as if they have one more tilt at it. They'll, they'll yeah. have a, they should have a fair run. They should have about three years left before they yeah. really drop off. They have every chance to win a flag with this list. Every oh, chance. If they don't win a flag with this list, I think it'll be a bit disappointing. Yeah. Because we are in a real vacuum in terms of powerhouse teams. Mm. And that's been shown with... Four different premiers in four years. The last Hawthorne one, I think, was the last legs of that. And since then, we've had a different premier every year. So I think we're in a real period. Richmond will probably change that by winning this yeah, year's yeah. flag. But we're in a real state of flux. And if they don't capitalise on it, because they were really good the year before they made the grand final. They missed out on top four by a percentage or something. Yeah. So yeah, there's yeah. They, they need to have better years than this year. And yeah, I, I feel like it is just one disappointing year. Yeah, and for expectations, though, actually, I've written two. I'm going to say it's a one. Yeah, I've actually, I have two as well. I don't know why I had two. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> They'd be, they're in the, 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 they're probably the most disappointing team. There's they a have, few in that. They have bracket, real excuses with the injury list, but yeah. there was more going on there, and it's, but they've been plagued by off field drama that's brought them down, and they just haven't quite clicked. It's, when you make a grand final and you're the clear favourite going into a grand final to miss the eight the next year with a mature list, they didn't pinch a like they didn't pinch a grand final spot like Hawthorne in two thousand and eight and the Dogs in two thousand and sixteen. Mm-hmm. They they were there. They took all the steps, but they still just couldn't. They still couldn't sustain it. And that's really disappointing. Yep. Yeah, a very disappointing year for them. Uh, ready to move on? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Uh, next up, we got Essendon, uh, another pretty disappointing team, although I'm actually pretty positive yeah, about I'm them. Yeah, I'm the same. They're a funny one, Essendon. We talked about this a bit last week where it's... They probably underperformed, but coming out of the season, I feel more positive about them than I did at the start. It's probably because they got flogged in a final last year, and yeah. <laughs> this year they finished well. They, they, yeah, they've shown a lot more positive signs than I thought they would. It'll be very interesting to see... If the first half of the year was a complete aberration or that the totality is more reflective of yeah. where they were at. Uh, for the list, I've actually given them a 7 out of 10. I've also given them a 7. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of raw talent, a lot of excitement, yeah. a lot of X factor. They need a bit more consistency and certainty in a lot of their players. And I, actually, I think they uh, showed more of that than yeah, I expected this 100%. year. But... They found inside midfielders, which I think was their big problem it, with like Laverde Francis being in the back line was huge the form yeah, he yeah. showed at the end and you've been massive on him 
But they found a few more. Devin Smith was great in the midfield. So they've really developed that part of their game. And it was a clear weakness but yeah, at I the end of last year. I still year. feel in their midfield. They're still short though, aren't they? Yeah, there aren't enough players who you know what you're going to get from them every week. Yeah, Merritt, thankfully for him, sort of moved through the issues he had at the start of the year with tagging. Yeah. He started dealing with it a lot better. Yeah. He's not as damaging. He wasn't as damaging this year, even after that, than he was the year before. But... He's still a very good player. Heppel's good. Heppel, yeah, he developed a lot throughout the Zaharak year. Zaharakas is good. The only problem is they're both inside-outside midfielders. They're like the combination midfielder. They don't have a huge amount of that really grunty Cripps. player. Yeah, then yeah. Devin Smith laid the most tackles in AFL history this year, but he's a one-man band in there. And that's why they're going after Shield. And I think as much as I criticise Shield, and I don't think he's yeah, as good yeah. as people say... He is a good fit for them because he's pretty good on the inside, but he's one of those inside players that still offers something on the outside. And then on top of that, tall timber. They've got oh yeah, Joe Danaher, Danaher studying and Hooker and Hurley. That, that's and really, even like really Mitch strong. Brown performed well. Yeah, he did. He so did, did right. McKernan. Like, yeah. There's and they're then pretty obviously well some pretty ripping small forwards and older Raz and Tipper. Yeah, two in your favourite twenty-two. Yeah, exactly right. So like that's it's, again, I you bring in. One gun inside mid and probably one solid inside mid, and all of a sudden that is a top real four team. sort of looking yeah. list. And so if they pull it off, they're a real chance. They should make finals next year. They'll be disappointed oh, if yeah, they absolutely. don't. Uh, with how they finished, the only question mark is Joe Danaher coming back. Yeah. What's he offer? But it's very positive going forward for Essendon. Yep. Which I'll give him a shout. I had a seven for future. We'll change up the order a little bit. I, I gave him an eight. Oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, pretty much for similar reasons that we, we've just talked about. I don't think they're they're pretty young and they're not too far off having a real a list that can have a proper tilt at it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for coaching, though, I gave him a five. The first half of the year was horrendous. Yeah. The second half of the year was a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> so I gave him average. I also gave him a five. I, I felt you had to give him an average, mm. an average mark because disastrous first half of the year first half was a one it was yeah it was shocking to see how poorly coached they were and how little that they were actually using their their weapons um and then but by the end of the year it felt like really real tick to the fact that they actually learnt and they were able to develop their game plan yeah. by the end they were playing exactly how they should they were quite strong out of the midfield and then when they were beaten out of their midfield unbelievably quick in how they transitioned it yeah they did Use the uh, magic coaching bullet, the one time only of firing Mark yep, Neal. Yep. Um, never open mic tonight, Banjo. I'm not too happy about that. It's uh, never hilarious. Just quietly, you've already missed it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's never, it's never failed to work firing Mark Neal. Yep. But uh, yeah, their coaching it'll be very interesting to see what sort of identity they bring forward because their slow it down game plan at the start of the year, trying to find the right time to transition, just didn't work they were too slow their quick ball movement later in the year is very few teams can go with them so if yeah. they stick with that i think they'll be pretty yeah. rock they're solid the, they're the quickest team in the competition so they have a, yeah. they have an asset which no one else has and they, they started to build some consistent layers around that so yeah, yeah. for expectations what'd you have uh well I th- you have to have a little bit below i have a four out of ten yeah um, I've got a three. I, I probably thought they'd be borderline top eight and they sort of just missed out. And so if they were finished eighth, I'd probably give them a five. Yeah, I think most people had them in the eight after their off-season. Yeah, they did. I think we were a little lower on them than everybody else. Yeah. 
Because we uh, were worried about their flaky players that yeah, we talked about. Quite rightly, as we were, yeah. as it proved. But yeah, I gave them a three. Their end of the season saved them. As like their first half of the year was as bad as you could get, and they shot them. They put themselves out of the competition. Even when they won a heap in a row, they were never really a chance to make finals. You never looked at them, and you had to do some really, yeah, yeah, yeah. really, had, really tough like ladder predictor voodoo magic to get them it in. Had to do a, it had to be a freak effort. So yeah, they they'd be a little bit disappointed. But as I say, I, I think their future is more bright now, having gone through this year. Yeah, and like. Sometimes you do need to take one step back to take two steps forward. Yep. Uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much exactly what they've done. Next, uh, we're going to smash through Poochie's mailbag. Interesting, Banjo. Poochie's mailbag's not at the end. No, I'm changing things up. It's a special pod, so we're having a special structure. Innovation, though. It's also the first time we've ever had two parts to a podcast, so um, yeah. it's not a big deal, this given comparison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some weirder stuff as happened yeah. tonight. <laughs> uh, first up, we've got from the Pooch Man himself. What is Dylan Shield worth? What are we talking? Salary or But trade? give us both. Oh, I really rate him. I, 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 look, he's not a million-dollar player, but I don't think he's far off it. You'd give him 800 maybe 900 I'd give him. I rate him a fair bit lower. I think he looks amazing, but when you look at what he actually does, it doesn't live you, up to him. When you say that, are you looking at his stats and thinking, oh, he doesn't actually do that much? Because I watch a game of GWS, and I think Dylan Sheel is killing it. I, I, I don't. I think the opposite. I think Dylan Shield is one of the most selfish players in the competition. He probably is selfish. I think. So is Ablett. Is, yeah, but Ablett pulls it off. Dylan Shield pulls kicked, it off a lot. He's kicked four goals. And when I'm talking about <laughs> selfishness, I'm talking about his shot selection. He takes it all the time. He never passes in front well, of goal. Would you back yourself to coach that out of him? No. He's, <laughs> he's 10 years into the system or whatever. <laughs> would you back... John Warsfold to coach that? Absolutely out of him. not. He didn't coach cocaine out of Ben Cousins. He's not going to coach <laughs> this out of yeah, that's, Dylan Shield. So I, I have him about a 650 to 750 player. So he's good. No, he's better than that. He's I, better than that. I don't think so. He's good. I don't think he's great. I, I hate the fact that people have started quoting stats to say he's not that good. Like, I've heard a lot of people be like, oh, his contested ball numbers aren't that good. No, he's not so playing that of, role for GWS. Game of footy and he, he, he tears it open. I think he's an above-average midfielder. I don't think he's an elite midfielder. And it could be it could be the role he's in at I'd GWS. I call him just elite. He I, he could be in the marginal slightly marginalised by the amount of talent GWS has, but I don't think that's the case. And what what draft pick? I, I've already said I'd give him pick one. I would without, not. I wouldn't hesitate. Would not think twice. Five to ten. Okay. It's where I'd have him. So I just have him slightly lower than yeah, you. Yeah, that's think. pretty much where it comes down to. Um, yeah. What percentage of doorways do you think Mason Cox has to crouch to fit through? This is from our social media manager who's never posted anything Alex Bell. <laughs> the problem with this question is like, we, we know how tall Mason Cox is. but We don't know how tall doors are. I don't know what the average doorway is. I, I would say a lot. I've had to crouch through a doorway before and I'm yeah. about six inches not, smaller than him. Yeah, neither of us are short. But we're not at the sort of height where it's a major issue no. in our life. So we haven't had to deal with it enough to really know, I don't think. No. I, yeah. In old houses, every door. Because they had short doorways. Yeah. But in modern houses with their tall ceilings and the McMansion architecture that we've got right. going on, I think he's going to be okay. So I'd put him about a 20%. Okay. I, look, I can't give you a figure. But a few. Actually, most of the doors <laughs> you'd walk through would be at Collingwood and they'd have built... For, with him in mind and Ruckman in mind so I'm going even less wait what oh he's at Collingwood the like Westpac Centre all the time 
Yes, but that's not the only door that he walks through. But it's probably most of them. Quite regularly, he would go in there, I suppose. I think he's about 5%. <laughs> Weird way of looking at it. Well, he but spends most of his time at Collingwood, so of course well, they're most common. He a lot of his time at home. Yeah, and so he would not have doors he has to crouch through. He would have purchased or rented a house that specifically has high enough doors. That would have been first on I his think list. so. He would not have rented Captain Cook's cottage. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up is again from... Uh, our social media yeah, manager, and this is this is, this is, oh, this, is this is a personal attack, Much and I don't like it. This if you're I like po- this if, one. if you're posting uh, memes as good as this on our page, I think we'd have a few <laughs> more likes. Uh, if Jared Pollock <laughs> goes to St Kilda, would it be peak North Melbourne? It would like, be. Yes. It would be peak Scott Fotheringham. <laughs> <laughs> it would be one of the better moments of the last few years for me to be honest. I thought your failure in the 2016 season was. The best thing that's happened. Surely that'd be better than this. Oh, this is mate. You are your head is just enormous. You are so excited. It would be imagine if St Kilda got both Gaff and Pollock. If they got both, that would be the best thing that has ever happened. You reckon that's better than Dusty and Kelly? Yeah, because you are more confident now. Yeah, you're more confident. I'm not super confident on Gaff. Pollock is the one I. You are. You send me something every five yeah, minutes. Yeah, that is like gap. a joke. Ninety percent of the time, uh, but like eighty percent of me believes it. It's a you're large cross. Terrible at the moment. This I, would be the best. Go the Saints. Go the mighty Saints. I'm not worried. Uh, the next day. You're not worried. Not with Pollock. I'm not. I'm like I. I. I think we're a good chance of getting both, but I don't think we're shoe ins to get both. I think we're pretty close to shoe ins to get Pollock. Then Tom Morris released an article 24 hours after the story that St Kilda trumped our offer with an $800,000 a year offer by saying they haven't increased it in two months and there's a six in front of their, at the start of their have offer, not know, an eight. Have you noticed how much you just choose the oh, absolutely. that suits your story? Like you just, you interpret everything in a way that suits you. It's, it's do shocking. You, do you not? Not to your extent. I mean, a little bit, but That's not me, I, I am more of a conspiracy theorist than you, and my bias plays a part in it. Yes. <laughs> but no, I, I'm i not worried about St. Kilda. I think we'll virtually issue it. Kane Corns tweeted, uh, tweeted out that Jared Pollock's told the club he's leaving. Wait, who, who tweeted that? Kane Corns. Ah, which I'm inclined how to. Boy. Yeah, how boy. I'm inclined to believe him. Not, yeah, but he's going to St. Kilda. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, mate. Okay, oh, Melbourne. Are you giving up on Gaff? (laughs) Yes, so would I. He's a good player. Uh, Next up, this is one more from Pooch. Should Mark and Goal of the Year include finals? Look, it's probably... The question's not probably the highest on my priority list of important things to fix it out. No. Probably. Yeah, yes. Do we care that much about the fairness of goal and mark of the year. Like the only argument you'd say for not is like, oh, you have a lot of plays. You don't yeah. Have, they have less chances Who to cares? take it. Who gives a toss? No one really cares. What was the best it. mark about, of 2005? Is this, is this a question that you know I'm not going to have the answer to? No, you should. It's Leo Barry's mark. Oh. That is the best oh, mark yeah, of 2005 okay, yeah, okay, by well a country played. mile. It is probably possibly the most important mark ever taken. Yeah, well And played. Ashley Sampy won mark of the year that year. You know what was really funny last year, though? The outcry over the mark of the year without how winning it. Like, I don't really care. Like, the mark and goal of the year are there just to They're celebrate nice. the freakishness of yeah. our game and to sit back and be like, yeah, that's cool. But, like, Jeremy Howe would have no reason to be upset. He would have so won, like, seven of them as well, wouldn't he? <laughs> like, well, yeah. He's but... got enough. No, you don't win a car anymore, but he's won enough whatever you win. And Majak Dor won it once, and that's all that matters. So did uh, Michael Newton. Remember him? 
I think I've heard you tell me this <laughs> anecdote so many times. He sucked. It was a crack and bar. <laughs> yeah. You're an idiot. Let's get back to our reviews. Uh, next up, we've got Port Adelaide in... Yeah, another massive disappointment. There's a bit of a theme through those last teams. Uh, Major disappointment. What do you, what do you, how'd you rate their list? Lists, 8 out of 10. I really rate Port Adelaide's list. And I've been hearing all this stuff about it being unbalanced. I don't know if that's true. I, yeah. I've heard like when you some look at people it. say that they don't have enough spark and not enough Oh, they absolutely speed. do. But then I've heard some people say that they're... Like I've I've heard people go both ways with it. They said they don't have enough inside players, and I've heard people say they don't have enough outside players. I, I I've heard everything with it, but mm. they have a lot of balls. They have a lot of really exciting, talented players. Obviously, like losing Polek would hurt them. Yeah, but they have some good wingers in Polek and Westoff, and then when Wingard runs through there, that Robbie Gray should be playing in the midfield. They've got a lot of excitement through there. Absolutely, and they've, they've got a. A multi-layered midfield in every way. I think it's perfectly balanced, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree. I had them as a seven out of ten for list. There is not much that doesn't work in the. If you're trying to build a list, you would have a key back. They've got one in Jonas. Um, you want running defenders. They've got that in Burn Jones has played well. Pittard in the past, although he dropped off massively. But they do get run off halfback. Riley Bonner's been pretty good there. Yeah. And their midfield, as you said, Wines is an absolute jet. Rockliffe, if he gets healthy and plays up to expectations, will be good. They've got Motlop as well as another one. Like Wingard, Gray, and Motlop. That is plenty of spark. They should be. Yeah, I don't think. Well, I'm basing a list this year. This year, especially, yes. And Pollock played out of his mind this year. So, like, they should be better. They should be yeah. so much better because they have a good list. Even Charlie and Dixon is a key forward. Gun. He's gun. Yeah, he's very good. They don't have another key forward, but they should be able to. Teams have won, played very well with one key forward. We've seen that with Rewald. They, they probably don't. They don't use him well enough. It's not his problem. Yeah, I, that's I true. don't think it's his problem. They, yeah, their ball movement is so slow. All the time. Yeah, their ball movement is so slow. Yeah. And that leads us to coaching, which I gave exactly right. a 3 out of 10, and I'm inclined to lower it, to be honest. The more I think I about it. I did lower it. I gave it a 2 out of 10. Yeah, you know what? I'll agree with you. 2 yeah. out of 10. This is this is another one where, like, I think we both think Hinkley can coach, but we think he blew it completely this year. This reminds me a lot of the Richmond sucked. Uh, was it 2016? Yeah. They just got their game plan wrong. Yeah, Port got their game plan wrong in different ways. Richmond were they just trying to control the ball too much? They were aimless and they lost their two halfbacks, which I think they were using to planning on directing a lot of their attack through that year. They lost Yaron and Hooley for pretty much entire year. And I think (laughs) like they had slated him to be an important part of the team. I know he never played, (laughs) but still he was planned to play. Yeah, Um, and so they they had. Their game plan sort of neutered by that, but Port just slowed it down, and I, I think we both agree it was direct response to their flakiness or perceived flakiness. That's how it seems. Like we don't know that, but yeah, it seems. I like think they, they got were... gun shy and tried to be more consistent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They were an inconsistent team, and they decided let's get lots of mon- numbers around the ball, let's make it congested, and let's just sort of make a slog of the game and try to be as defensive as possible. And as a result, a very talented list got disarmed. Yeah, I think it's. It's a pretty big football crime what Hinkley did to Port this year. There are so many players that yeah. could use space and real and Adelaide's a big oval. There's room to move there. They, there is 
there are so many players that could be better utilized if you gave them a bit what more do you freedom. Bring in Motlop and Watts. Yeah, Watts what especially. What like Watts is not a contested player. No, Watts of is not. Watts is a clever movement player. That is what he brings he to the loves table. Space when he and has he, space, he's yeah. brilliant. And he uses the ball really yeah. well. He's a good conduit and he's a good end product if there's space. They just never gave him a chance. Yeah. And it looked like they were at the start. You made the dumbest call I've ever heard by saying he's going to be all Australian. <laughs> but at the start of the year, you thought it's a great fit for him and he, he played well in the preseason. He had a ripping preseason. Like, it wasn't that dumb. It was, it was just, they <laughs> shut it down so quickly. And their collapse from 11-4 and four to 12-10. and 10. Yeah. That's atrocious. Yeah, disastrous. Absolutely disastrous. And they lost to bad teams. They lost to Fremantle. Yeah. Like, there is so much criticism, and I think it's so largely game plan. Yeah, but I, I would back Ken Hinckley to be the sort of... Uh, I think he's an honest enough person well, to be honest with himself. They're gonna turn, yeah, they're going to turn their coaching box around, which I think yeah. is a move that is gaining a lot of steam in the, commu- the yeah, AFL it's community. It's becoming a sexy thing to do, isn't it? Um, Change around the head coach. Yeah, which, you know, makes me think it's a bit of an indictment on the head coach a little bit. But I think... I think they need to do it. They've lost two already, and I think Franco and Aaron Greaves, who I don't know who he is, but he's okay. coming to North Melbourne, so I know who is his name. <laughs> you must rate him then. Oh, <laughs> I've heard he, I've heard he's fantastic. Soon, <laughs> soon to be a head coach. There's always one article that makes them sound amazing, and as a supporter, you get really excited yeah. about it. And it's a hundred percent a fluff piece handed yeah, to them yeah, exactly. from the club. Exactly. <laughs> um, but for their future, I've got them as a five. I don't trust their future I think there's the potential for it to be there but I don't trust it I, I trust it oh no With I'm not losing I'm not sure. I've given I've given a 7 out of 10 yeah I, uh, I don't rate them that high they've played finals once in 4 years or something yeah look, we both agree that they have a good list and I although he's frustrating me I, I think Ken Hinckley is a smart man and I think he, he preaches really good values I love hearing him speak about the game yeah. I think he's really intelligent and I think he's stuffed it and, but I, I back him to be the sort of character who can say, I know I stuffed it. And he can change it around. Yeah, the thing is, though, time is running out on it. They are getting towards being old. That's Ryder true. is old, and when he didn't play, they were shocking. Yeah, so they do true. need a backup Ruckman. They're getting Scott Lysett from all reports. Yeah. But, yeah, the, Ebert is getting up there. Boke is getting up there. Gray is nearing 30. Like, a lot of those players are getting towards that 30 year old mark so they've really only got wines and wingard from the young kids that you really go can be a star for us mm. like i don't rate sam Pepper. i think he's pretty good i he's a turnover merchant he has to improve yeah, that but he needs to know his role like he needs to be able to get in there hard and then distribute it to yeah. the players who should have been being used on the outside <laughs> yeah very true very true i don't know i just watched levi green would never get any good so <laughs> inside okay. midfielders that can't kick I don't trust them. And, like, there's just not a whole heap that you'd bank on coming through underneath. And because they'd make, on surface, they have such a good older brigade that you think they should be better. Do you think we're still sort of caught up in that prelim final run they had? Because that was sort I mean, of such a moment. Yes, but I, I think we should be. Mm. Like, because it's not as if they just put in, like, a freakish effort. Like, I could see so much talent in the way that they played. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I think a lot of those players who we saw then and got excited about then, they, they've still been good or at least good in patches. And I, like, I just don't think they're being used well enough. And I, I back them to turn that around. So I'm being more positive about them. But uh, expectations? Expectations I added 2 out of 10. Yeah, I also added 2 out of 10. They Especially from 11 and 4. Like, 
Uh, it, I know I'm moving the goalposts here by saying where, how I looked at them at mid-season, but they should have finished top two almost. Like, it was all set up for them. They didn't have a tough draw coming home, and they won one game from the rest of it. Mm. It, like, it was just debacle. Um, now let's move on to what is definitely going to be the most contentious. Just get through this quickly. Uh, <laughs> I've got North Melbourne. No, we've got North Melbourne next. We came ninth. Um yeah, well, how'd you rate us, Scott? What did you put our list at? Do <laughs> we get above a two? <laughs> yeah, I've given you a Go, four. Let's play higher. <laughs> four. I think you're a little below average. I do. I, I, I don't think your list is that great. I really, really don't. You are a shocker. No, but let me explain. Like, I've given you a list of four. I've given you a coaching at eight. Yes. Like, I think so you have, I. <laughs> I think you have a, an okay list that has been lifted by very good coaching for a long time, really. Yeah, I, I think it, you can't ignore the sort of record that Brad Scott has because I think you have performed above what your list is for ever since he took over. Well, there's probably a fairness to that. I think you underrate a lot of our players, and I think a large part of that is because the, the media we don't get I any think media you attention. Overrate them, Banjo. Yeah, of course I. I actually, them. No, to be fair, like first half of the year, you criticised me for not watching a lot of North Melbourne, but like I actually, I probably watch. More North Melbourne than a lot of teams because I when, when I watch a North Melbourne, you game, are North to lose. <laughs> no, I actually have like a vested interest in it, so I actually quite enjoy watching North. So I, I've watched a lot of North this year. Yeah, like you don't I, you don't ex, you don't have enough players that excite me. That that's what bothers me. So we've got an elite key forward. Yes, we've got an elite set of key defenders. We held key forwards to the lowest goals per game in the competition this yeah, year. Yeah, okay. I, I, Our I small think defenders are very good. I don't think he's as good as you think he is. He's absolutely... He's at least top five key defenders on a bad day. Look, I don't have a list in front of me. Majak Dor will make the All-Australian squad a 40 next year, as I've said. I, I rate Majak Um And Scott Thompson's old, but he's wily. He's serviceable... A slightly above average to average this year. I think that's a start. I think that that is it's a good backline. Well, it's, it's the it's best performed key defense yes, in the league. Um, our small defenders are. A, <sighs> when ju- what, how would you judge key defenders? Wait, are you just judging it on points against or? Yeah, that's the point I made. It's not. You said key. You, key that, defenders. That's the defensive structure as a whole. Like it's not just key defenders. Yeah, I disagree. I think the key defenders play a massive role in that. But well, move on. Let's move on yes, from that. Right. Uh, our small defenders are a bit of an issue. Marley Williams is great or very not great. <laughs> yeah. He is That's so hot and cold. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a, a lot of the not great crept in towards the end of the year, which was very frustrating. Uh, we don't have much rebound off halfback. I think that's a big issue for us. And I think that is the reason we're bringing in Aaron Hall. I don't think he's going to be played as a midfielder. I think he's going to be played as an attacking halfback player. If, if you get him. When we get him. If you get him. <laughs> yeah, but if we get him, I think that's the role they've slated for him. Our outside midfield is not good enough. And I think it's quite clear with our recruiting strategy that we acknowledge that. Um, but our inside midfield is good. Cunnington is elite. Higgins is the sort of in-between midfielder, and he's elite. He was an All-Australian this year, so you can't even not agree with me on that. Um, and the, uh, got any others? <laughs> yes. You just named two. Anderson. Anderson is good. Like yeah. he, he's, he's a solid player. He's not great. How many inside midfielders in that role do you play? Look, I don't know exactly, but like you're trying to name your midfielders, and you, you hit a wall. Ben Jacobs. When he plays, doesn't play, and when he does, he's a tagger. Like he's not, he's not a star. Yeah, but he's an important part 
of the inside the midfield. Midfield ends quickly, man. It does. Yeah, Dumont, best player of the last oh, five rounds, according on. to champion data. Come on. You, you went reaching. on about hards. You are reaching. Yeah, and we have a very talented forward line. And now weight has gone. You've got Brown. Continue. Yeah, Mason Wood and Zeeble. It's all right. Zeeble like, was Mason borderline. Wood you can't be that confident on. And Zeeble... He yeah, was as well-performed. He he's just about his best year, Zeeble. Yeah, he was as well performed as Caddy and Goey. And Goey. <sighs> we, we we had this discussion last week. He was as well performed as Goey in like his second year, and he was below Caddy. He was definitely below Caddy. Uh, when he starts kicking straight, you'll see him go past Caddy. But nonetheless, like that is a lot of talent to work with. I think it's slightly below average. I really do. And if you're going on this year, we had Jared Wade in that forward line as well. Like, yes, yeah, all right. Let's stop talking about your bloody team. Uh, no, future. Future uh, six. I'm giving you a six. And I am not, I'm not just accepting that you're going to get these three players. That is still a possibility. And I'm looking at you right Four. now. You're reasonably long list. <laughs> Josh Kelly. <laughs> you're reasonably long list. So you have to be young list. So you have to be somewhat positive about your future. We're the second but, youngest list in the competition. We didn't play that side though, to be fair. Okay. Like, there's a criticism of North. Our performance was with our older players playing a lot of the year. Yeah, okay. So where we talk about the dogs being incredibly young and being younger than their list by playing young sides, we were the opposite of that. Okay. And as I've said to you before, that showed a lot in our VFL. We were a very young VFL side, but that should grow and you'd hope some would push up and give some upward pressure of that. What have you done, mate? What is your future? Uh, I've actually been fairly similar. I've been a seven. I think it's very dependent on our recruiting. I think if it's <laughs> if we get them, I think it's an eight. Yeah, and if eight. we don't, I think if it's if you a, get Gaff, Polek, Hall, who else? Josh Kelly. Oh yeah, and Kelly. Then yes, if <laughs> if all of those things happen, just quietly. Yes, you will have a. Good what list. odds would you give me on that happening? All four of them. Yeah. Oh, like twenty dollars. No, probably even twenty to one. No, probably even higher, like 50 to 1. Will you make a bet with me? I'll bet a dollar on it. Fine, fine. Look at this. Yes. <laughs> fine. You're not going to get all four, you idiot. We're going to get all three, and then we're definitely getting Kelly. a dollar out of this. What's the point? You've already made the beat. Can't take it back. Um, yeah, I've, so I've given it a seven. I think it, with them, it's quite a bright future. Without them, it's a pretty average future. So you've gone the without them route. Is the way you look well, at I've it. Well, I probably gone like probably. I agree, it's an average future, which is about a five out of ten. And I'm like, oh, but there's a bit of hope that maybe yeah. that. Yeah, I think in terms of off season hope, to a six. in terms of off season <laughs> hope, we are probably the most invested in that as a football club out of anybody. Yeah, that's true. That's um, true. If you ever end up having a bad one, yeah, you'll be pretty pretty gutted. <laughs> um, and for expectations, I gave us a ten <laughs> out of ten. You went with a ten, did you? I went with an eight. I, like we I were expected to, to we were expected to win the wooden spoon. Yeah, and you, I think I'm. Reasonably fair. Yes, you, I mean I don't want to give anyone a ten. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, yes, it if, was, it, if I can't it was, disagree that you had a good year. If any other team but North had have done the expectations, had done what we did with relative to expectations, it would have been a nine. But you know, bias. Yeah, maybe, maybe. And you probably would have been the same. Maybe a nine. <laughs> I might have knocked you down one just to piss you off. Uh, yeah, so that finishes us up. Uh, only part a, two. Yeah, one of our shortest pods ever, part two. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, so thanks for listening. If you made it all the way through, well done. Congratulations. Um, yeah, I'm actually pretty proud of you. Your staying power is a real feat. <laughs> if you feel like going and running a marathon, I believe in you. 
Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll have less to say next week, hopefully. Oh, no, we'll have plenty to say, Matt. Come on, the Mighty Ds. Come on. God, I hope you lose. Come on, the Demons. No. How have I talked about footy for an hour and a half? Not do you, do you want to say something about the Demons quickly? Let's go. No, Let's, do you no. want to do quick tips? No, we're not doing quick okay. tips. I cannot be bothered. <laughs> yeah, it's really late. Let's go to bed. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>